Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with Steve Harrison. You're listening to the Unchained Rock Show with me, Steve Harrison, right here on ARFM. Uh, now, uh, it is no secret that I've been a follower and admirer and fan uh, of my next guest and the band. Followed them from, I suppose, it's always that claim to them, from the early days. Uh, right through to them just recently releasing uh, their absolutely astonishing second album, The Greatest Mistake of My Life, from the band Holding Absence. Always a pleasure to catch up with Lucas Woodland. Lucas, how are you doing? Yo, I'm good, thank you, man. Yeah, I tell you what, I feel better every time I get somebody to do a big intro for me, so uh, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> well, it's always worth a big intro, mate. And, uh, the, well, it just is, without a shadow of a doubt, the band you, the recently released, you should be getting massive introductions every single time somebody speaks to you. It's as simple as that. I feel like my life would be, a, you know, I'd get a lot less done, though. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. So let's get straight to it then, Lucas. Uh, the Greatest Mistake of My Life. Uh, I've had that album for quite some time, been fortunate to have a preview copy ages and ages ago. Uh, and, oh, my word, the plaudits that you're getting are absolutely well-deserved because it's an absolute smash. No doubt about it whatsoever. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's, um, it, to be honest, it's like, it's it's very weird, like, believing in something and then when everybody else says it's really good you kind of don't know what to do you know what I mean like so I've been like I've been you know I've loved and believed in this album for a whole year now you know but now the reviews are coming out and everybody's kind of saying such wonderful things I'm kind of like a loss for words even though I you know do you get what I mean like as as a musician you have to believe in what you do yeah but having other people believe in what you do for someone like me it's kind of a a weird like exchange well the the message must clearly be sinking in because you'll have done a million and one interviews with another million left to do and everybody must be saying the same thing that like just what an astonishing album it is so you're obviously must be thinking well everybody's telling me that I must be doing something right or we must be doing something yeah it must be astonishing (laughs) Yeah, man. No, I, I think it is kind of a bit, it is a bit weird because obviously there's no shows, you know, like yeah. I don't get to, I don't get to, it's kind of like a simulation of, of how an album should be, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like, I'm like, you know, normally it'd be like the album's great and you get to see it on the faces of your, your adoring fans every night, you know, whereas <laughs> yeah. like at the moment it's like the album's great. Uh, you know, thanks. Yeah. 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 But as long as it's great, though, that's the main thing. Well, yeah, <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, and uh, certainly uh, you are without a doubt now the shining stars of Sharp Tone Records. Uh, and they're sort of, uh, uh, they're interesting you back in the early days. And I remember we spoke years ago. It's always nice to sort of say, well, we spoke years ago. You know, they just signed up yeah. on a single. Uh, and then, you know, sort of reaping the benefits uh, and the sort of fan base that's building up and massive, major, major uh, interest in you guys. Man, yeah, it's, to be honest, you know, it's like, like I said, I, I, I kind of have a bit of a dysphoria with the concept of like working hard for something and then achieving it because like I've never been fortunate enough to pull big things off in my life, really. I kind of, it's quite an alien experience. So, you know, when you start a band and when you, signed to labels and all that you know the concept is success of course you know so it is kind of weird but I think like you said I think one of the most important things about the situation that I find myself in is the fact that people have taken chances on me you know even even yourself dude you know like having you know back when we first spoke it was like 
we were just another band rolling through town kind of thing, you know. And, and <laughs> yeah. I think, like, yeah. you know, so, not to put words in your mouth. But, sat in you know, the van at the key club. Yeah, like, the van at key club at <laughs> yeah. Leeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is, like, you know, I feel like, for me, the best thing is, like, it feels like a shared victory. You know what I mean? It's not just, like, I'm proud of myself. It's, like, I'm proud of myself, my bandmates, my yeah. management team, my label, and everybody who's ever given this album a or the band a, a, a shot, you know? Yeah. So, um, so back to sharp tone, you know, it, it feels really sweet to be, you know, doing well for a label that took a chance on us really, you know, the album itself, if we can just talk about the album. I mean, you've, uh, you've been sort of that connectivity that you've got. It's just that innate sense of, uh, I suppose, innate ability to sort of articulate and connect with fans. Uh, and you're continuing to do that because, well, as you say, you can't sort of see the smiling sort of faces back at you while you're playing the music. Yeah. But again, that sort of connection online and the, the uh, sort of live stream that you did on Friday, uh, I sort of sat and just sort of listened gladly, listened to you guys talk on that, while I listened to the album. Uh, and, you know, you, you've, you've still sort of maintained that uh, that aspect. Uh, and that said, it just seems to just grow and grow and grow. Um, and of course, with the album, the importance of that has become sort of evident with everybody's sort of social media comments and about the meaning of the album mm. to them and how you yeah. connect. Uh, so, again, I mean, how does that sort of make you feel, you know, to know that you've got that sort of innate ability to connect on a really, really personal, emotional level. A question you've been asked a million times, because it was the same for the no, first no. album and the same, you know, with the sort of singles <laughs> releases. But I, f- I feel like, you know, the, the, the stakes are a little bit higher now, you know. Um, so it does feel a little bit more of like a, a relevant thing again, you know, because it's like, to me, I think to myself, how am I going to do this again? You know, yeah, like, yeah. And, um, but, you know, I think on a personal level, you know, it's like everybody will say this, but the streams aren't, aren't the relevant thing to me. It's like, I, I write music to, I, you know, I, I kind of get got to the point now with the band where I actually believe the message and the sentiment is kind of a little bit more important than the music, which is not the case for many bands, you know, but yeah. I, I truly believe that, you know, sometimes the music is a vessel more than the actual thing itself, you yeah. know? So yeah, if the songs do well on Spotify or whatever, you know, but happy days. But to me, it, it is the... You know, I've had some crazy messages and not and not like, oh, yeah, crazy messages, man. I mean, like think like people who have come from lives that I can't even begin to imagine living through telling me that I've helped them through something, you know, and 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 that to me is is really like the the special part of it, you know, And, and and I think that's kind of why. You know, I it feels like such a good exchange because like me pouring myself into the music is is special no matter what. But then people getting something out of the music, it just, you know, I feel like it's it's like a bonus that I never expected to have when I first started writing music, I guess. But now it's kind of actually become the main purpose yeah. in, a, in a yeah. way, you know? Yeah. I find that fascinating that you just sort of, you know, that, that concept, that idea that the music is the vessel to portray the message. Uh, so there's a lot, oh, that's a, that's a real responsibility then an emphasis yeah. on the words that you're putting down on that sheet and you know that's a, those ideas that's a lot of pressure on yourself yeah I feel like it's funny because it means that I have to be like unbelievably good at something that is quite easy to glaze over yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense yeah yeah I've actually like put too much onus on something that is quite commonly easy to do if that makes sense you know like writing lyrics is like you know like n- never mind by Nirvana you know it's like yeah 
a lot of those lyrics, whether you know, conspiracy theory or not, kind of are gibberish to to a greater extent, you know. But it's like I literally can't do that now. I feel like I've severed <laughs> that part of the band where I can just kind of, you know, and even one or two songs I listen back to, I'm like, oh, I didn't really pour myself into that. But they still connect with people. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of weird how even my half faked <laughs> lyrics can sometimes connect with people, which is which is awesome, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I think I think that really sort of shows that sort of self-deprecating half-baked lyrics to uh, to, to <laughs> thousands and hundreds of thousands that have listened to them already over the last few days since they released the album. There's no way that they're half-baked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, thank you, man. <laughs> I think it's funny though because it's like. A lot of the way I write lyrics, it's like 50% like throwing little one-liners into an oats app that is like uh, like honestly about six years deep now, you know, <laughs> or sitting there and meticulously kind of crafting the the overall shape of, of the song, I yeah. guess, you know, and, yeah. and like sometimes I'll do a mixture, you know, sometimes I'll do just the one, but yeah, if ever, I think if, for me, the point I'm getting at is like sometimes I'll throw in a lot of little one-liners I've flippantly written over the years yeah, yeah, yeah. and then i'll view the song as not something that i've labored over if that makes sense yeah but in fairness you know maybe i'm not giving myself enough credit because <laughs> you know i guess some of those one-liners are good yeah <laughs> indeed know? indeed now <laughs> so one of the things that sort of has become quite evident and certainly in your sort of uh, online presence uh and then sort of messages from the band is that holding absence uh you know it's not any one member and you're all sort of really open about that that, it, that it's almost it is the sum of the parts uh, yeah, and I think true. you mentioned it the other night and I think Scott mentioned it again the other night online uh, and I think that that's you know that's sort of a really sort of touching but in terms of you know holding absence is a sum uh, of the parts how has that sort of been affected uh, by obviously the fair well so recent departure but with James leaving previously Faisal although I know your friends but with Faisal as well yeah, anyway yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's doing all right with Loathe guys so you know, but how, yeah. does, how does that affect you um, in terms of you know it is the sum of the parts, but when somebody leaves and you're trying to bring somebody in, yeah. and obviously Ben now, so... Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, because it's a brilliant question. And i got to be honest, you know, it's like, it's a question I feel like some people are kind of maybe scared to bring up sometimes. And I also feel like really? a question, uh, if oh, a complete right. stranger... Okay. Oh, no, you know, like, I, I feel like sometimes it's like uh, lineups, uh, are like a, a bit of a taboo. If a member's left, it's like, oh, right, yeah. oh God, you know, what if they've had a fist fight or something? You know what I mean? And, and I think... It's cool as well. It's, it's like, I I feel like if any old schmuck asked me it and it kind of came across wrong as well, I feel like there's a lot of awkward standing entering a question like that. But <laughs> for the record, you know, it it's like, it's, it's a very layered, multifaceted kind of complex situation, but in a, in a great way, because like, first and foremost, we are still friends with James and Faisal and everybody who's ever been a member of this band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secondly, we've always said that the band is more important than any one member you know so those members leaving were aware of the fact that the boat would keep moving without them you yeah, know yeah also being in such a passionate band imagine trying to tell a member of this band not to follow their passion if their passion wasn't holding absence you know yes, what i mean that'd be yeah. so oxymoronic i guess you know and and i think finally like this might be a bit of like an over-the-top metaphor for it, but like in um, in WandaVision, which is like this obviously brilliant TV series. I hope you watched it. It's really good, you know. But you know the, the Vision having that conversation with himself about that boat, you know, and yeah. it's like if they if the boat is... Re- if they replaced every part of something, is it then that or is it the symbol of it that is it, 
if that makes sense. Yes. I, that was a terrible description. But for me, I, I feel like Holden Absence has always been a symbol of passion and catharsis and, you know, um, solace yeah. for myself and many other people. And, and I truly believe that, like, as long as it's being represented in the right way, that's the main thing yeah, for yeah. me, you yeah. know, is like, obviously James and Faisal were like key parts of the band when they were in the band. But honestly, the band is not going to murmur for yeah. a millisecond on the, in the, in the kind of timeline of, of how we're moving forward, you know, yeah. because of those lineup changes, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but like you said, it's, it's like there, there is, you do need to have this gracious, like, I am just a guy working towards a project rather than I am the project or the project is me, if, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely makes sense. Uh, and, and I suppose it wasn't really sort of a, an underhanded question. It was more like around that the sum of the parts and it must have affected all of you when sort of one part leaves, but then you're bringing in another part. So bringing in... Of course, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, ben, I, know, I know you didn't mean it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what, and even if I did, I'd, I'd probably still asked it, but you, should have, you could have just shot me down in flames, you know, just, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> just um, shut up, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're right, though. It is... I think it is a um, it is a hard thing to swallow, you know, having a, a friend first and foremost yeah. leave a project that you're all passionate about. But I do feel like with both Faisal and James, it did feel like it slowed to a halt. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. it wasn't like some crazy like you know argument or anything like that. And and I think once I you know I, I said this in an interview quite recently, but I think for me it was more about James coming to grips with the truth, and then us because like. When I look back, the signs were all there, but I felt like looking back, maybe James was in den in denial a little yeah, bit, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, and not in a bad way, but you know, you don't want to let go of, of something you love as much as we've all loved this band, you yeah, know? Yeah. But you do still need to kind of come to grips with the fact that maybe you do need to let go of it, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, let, let's get into certain songs uh, on the album because <laughs> uh, I sort of, uh, I did a bit of a, a review for it. And for me, because I'm a bit of an old git, uh, we have sort of certain different musical reference points uh, because yeah. whether I was listening to 80s all my life and then 90s and whether somebody's been listening to some of the 90s and 2000s, and I don't mean that in a patronising way either, but we all have our relevant musical reference points. And yeah, for yeah. me, listening to that album, there were some sort of clear lines of, early U2 that others interpreted as the cure elements beyond mm. belief I've got to say that's one of my favourite songs on the album and obviously it was the first uh, single off the album if I'm not mistaken and yeah then, it was and, yeah. and then it was almost like that the people were sort of right, okay let's watch the next single what's the next single but that for me really resonated and again you're going to have these millions of stories where each particular track resonates for a different reason but you know you sort of capture the essence of the best of early U2 which is the best U2 let me tell you <laughs> uh, uh, and then sort of um, uh, as well it just it was that sort of uh, not intentional but the fact that that's sort of part of the roots of music that you've listened to as well you know obviously the cure reference you sort of uh, you can hear that as well does it bug you when people sort of reference early or other bands or is that is it a fact that you think oh, okay no actually I'm quite pleased that that's a, a reference point yeah it's funny because you know music is objective so I could even even though I don't hate them you know I could hate you two and be like oh god <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. so it, it is always like a little bit tricky you know because yeah, yeah. it is quite a lot of the time it's a bit of a lottery in regards to what you've said and what I think of it if that yeah, makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. so um but I, I love it because I 
you know, this is something I never really talk about because it's not something that ever gets touched upon in interviews and stuff. But like when we write music, I'm a real reference based songwriter. When I explain things, I go, oh, I know exactly the type of thing to do here. And here's an example. Yes. And then I'll play a specific song that does it well. And then we'll try and emulate that, you know. So so for me, I think, you know, uh, and especially like I, I'm talking, I'm talking to you, the singer of a band who are kind of like in a lot of different sub genres, but generally just like a bit of a rocky scene kind of band. Like you know, if if you were arrogant enough to think that your band couldn't be put alongside other bands, and you were just in a, like a, a post hardcore band, like you know what I mean? It's like obviously uh, yeah. we sound like lots of bands, and and references are always such a such a great way of. I think trying to understand what a band is doing yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on everybody's behalf, you know? Yeah. So like, for me, it's like, you know, if I, if I say the whole absence is like, you know, like epic emo kind of rock with like shoegaze influence and like eighties kind of new wave influence, yeah. you know, that already sells quite a few different angles to lots of different people. And, yeah, and maybe they'd understand it a bit better, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I find that interesting actually that, uh, you know, I, the, you use all the sort of elements as that reference point to get your sort of uh, your point across. And it's, uh, and people would say, well, are you then stealing their ideas? But I get that straight away because you've already got the idea, but it's a yeah, case but of it's how to, how to articulate it to other band members that maybe not quite get it or, you know. It... Another interesting way of looking at it as well is like, if they don't trust that it will work, here is tangible evidence that it does work. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So interesting then. How did that convert when you were working with uh, Dan Weller in, in the studio? I mean, I've met Dan on a number of occasions. Uh, oh, cool. uh, and uh, I met him at Techfest last. And because uh, he st- spent quite a bit of time in Nashville because he's a good uh, sort of uh, country music writer yes. as well with Steve Battelle. Uh, and then we went, off down a, we went off down a tangent, not just sixth tech metal. Uh, so how did that translate then working with, uh, with Dan in the studio? Well, yeah, as you know, you know, like Dan is just such a, a worldly, versatile yes. human, let alone a songwriter. So yeah. there's never any like, uh, you know, it's funny whenever I say, oh, we recorded the album with Dan. And then I'll first off, I'll say, oh, he did Enter Shikari and uh, Dream State, you know, and then yeah, people yeah. kind of get it. But then if I'm talking to somebody from like a metal publication, I'll say he's the guitarist of Six, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like not that his guitar skills in Six had it anything to do with producing the album in any way yeah. but you know just generally he has such a a universal kind of absolutely uh, yeah yeah musical awareness i yeah. guess and, and like you said as well like you, you know he's he goes to nashville for months at a time and writes country songs yeah. and it's just like that's so funny to think the tech metal guitarist from six <laughs> also writes country music and records holding absence you know, yeah. you know what I mean? yeah. but uh, oh dude he's just a gem i could talk to about Dan for hours. I just I love him. He's great. Yeah. So that so that that dynamic then. Um. I mean, it was pretty evidence on the the making of documentary that you put out as well. That that that, yeah. that dynamic was just absolutely there, and you know, you could really sort of tangibly feel that that he he got the band. And again, when he dropped in on the on the live stream the other night as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That relationship is absolutely solid. Yeah, and it's nice as well because Dan is very different to us. You know, ultimately he's. You know, he's not twice my age. I, I would never say that because he'd probably, <laughs> you know, dig me in the ribs. Like, I think but, you know, he's a lot... <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he, he's he's definitely an older dude than all of us. And like, and 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 I think that that was actually probably one of the most important things was he understands us, he empathizes with, with us, and he gets what we're trying to do. Yeah. But he's coming at it from a far wiser, experienced place. Yeah. Um. And and I think that was great because. 
you need somebody to get you, but you also need somebody to get the things that you don't get quite yeah. yet in, yeah. in the position of a, of a producer. Yeah. I guess, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in terms of uh, the live scene, then you've got your dates around October. Uh, then yeah. fingers crossed, everything's going to be uh, yeah. going to be fine. <laughs> it, it better be because it's just killing me. I think my last gig was like sort of March the nineteenth, twenty twenty, that I went to. Uh, oh, that's good going though. That's, that's, that's a lot better than most. Yeah, I suppose it is. And then obviously seeing you guys last time was that I think it was the Scala gig. Um, when, oh yeah, when of we course. Came oh, well, down. you know, just to help you sleep easier at night. That was our last show as yeah, well. I know. So I know. Technically, you haven't. <laughs> You haven't missed a single show. I know, show I know, I know. <laughs> so certainly looking forward to it. So um, uh, sort of everything sort of all steam ahead, or full steam ahead, all guns blazing for the uh, for the live side of thing. And of course, you're bringing the, uh, the greatest of all time uh, front of house, uh, Mr. Tom Pike with you as well. You better be. <laughs> He's my... Yeah, yeah, he's like my little pet puppy. I bring it <laughs> I'm sure he'll love you for saying that, but he must be used to it by now, surely, anyway. My little pet puppy. Yeah, I don't know, actually. You've met him, so, yeah, you can understand that. Actually, I, I quite, know him well, very yeah. good description. <laughs> 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 yeah, but, but, but. so uh, so the the uh, and you're still doing the dates with Creeper as well. Is that going to be in December? Yep, yep, that's December. Yeah, so you know, as far as as far as we're aware, the intention is the moment that that October November tour happens. You know, no slowing down. Then you know, there's going to be so much lost time to make up for. And and like, you know, looking at the calendar now with the things that haven't been announced, you know, yeah, yeah, it yeah. does look quite like a healthy spread of being out there you know so yeah. um so yeah, yeah so we just just gotta wish the next six months of my life away no again. we don't want to be doing that we don't we don't want to be doing that but obviously the next six months uh, you're going to be battling it out in rehearsals to decide what you're going to put together for the set list aren't you because everybody's going to be Dude, wanting a bit i know of that's the toughest one that's going to be a hard you know like we we played we practiced the album in full quite a few times that's it like, that, that, that's just it first set you know greatest mistake of my know, life in I, full I, and then the bangers and you know the hits after you know the first album all just do that's both albums work for me, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i feel like i need to stop writing such hard to sing you know like we were saying earlier the, the music doesn't matter it's the emotions like you know i yeah. should just start doing like you know poetry or something and stop singing the hard things <laughs> <laughs> right well that'll be a spoken word tour with lucas woodland you know, you know some, like, a nice bit of poetry someday <laughs> Yeah, in a, in a little, in a nice little club, indeed, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so each one of you got a song, a song favorite that's different from the other that's got to be on the set list. Do you know, it, it was funny because when we, we were playing it, you know, every other song, oh well, no, every song, we were like, whoa, this is good, <laughs> you know, um, and like, yeah, it, it is funny because you know. You do gravitate up and down, and like, like, do you have a favorite? Like, where, where are you with it at the moment? Well, I think at the minute it's, uh, yeah, beyond belief, uh, but uh, morning song because it's, just, yeah. oh my god, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, from Phantoms leading into it, and it's just like a, a wonderful prog epic. I just, it's just something else. Thank you, man. Yeah, and same for me as well. I love morning song, and but then celebration song, like, I feel like we'll end up. Being one of those songs when you hear it live, you'll realize how wicked it. You know what I mean? Like yes. we yeah. played it, and it's just like it's like whoa, we did this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I mean, at the moment, you know, we'd love to do the whole thing in full. Um. And I think we'll aim for that, but we'll have to play it by year because you know when you think about it, we never played Gravity or Birdcage. Once. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Not, not a single show. So, 
So we have to squeeze them in there as well. I yeah, think. yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Listen, Lucas, I know that uh, time is precious, uh, so uh, we'll call it there. I could talk to you for hours, and and I've got I know. loads maybe of other stuff. Well, yeah, maybe November, October. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll definitely hook up because if you if you get the lead mill, which is literally just down the road, uh, so uh, I shall certainly be uh, knocking on the door to come and see you guys. So uh, listen, mate. Uh, wish you every continued success with the album. Uh, it's I think it's you know without question it's on everybody's sort of lips as album of the year. Uh, it's it, and it is. It, well, you, you know it is, and you've seen it uh, that people are just talking about it Thank constantly you. in such such high esteem and deservedly uh, deservedly so too. So uh, wish you every success with the album and can't wait to see you guys uh, smashing it live again later on this year, man. Thank you, man. Lovely to chat as always. Yeah, and I'll see you soon, right? Yeah, cheers, Lucas.